Probably be playing this song for quite a while, at least till next season. Kansas City dominating this season or this past season here. Welcome back. Living the Good Life show here. Live from Dallas, Texas. A lot of things to conversate about. We got a great guest coming your way here. Ryan Kramer, Sports Gambling Podcast, yet again. Hanging out. How you doing this morning? You know, just surviving. Oh, thankfully, we have college basketball to drag us through the dregs <laughs> of there not being football. Uh, uh-huh. You know, paying attention to the XFL because it is still football, even though it's bad football. And, of course, we got dudes running around in underwear this week as the combine is lit. We're getting all the sweet news coming out from press conferences and really from the late night drinking uh, ex- escapades of the GMs and the coaches. So lots of good information coming out of Indy. <laughs> First of all, why is it an Indy again? I'm just curious. This doesn't rotate huh, from year to year. So there was a lot of talk that they were going to start treating it like the NFL draft. That's obviously been a success having it rotate instead yeah. of just being at Madison Square Garden every year. And then they went out and they signed it. I believe it was a two-year extension with the city of Indy. I think there is a lot of industry pressure to keep it there because it's turned into kind of this getaway that everyone like like it's one of those like work conferences where you're going to maybe do a little networking, maybe learn a couple things, but really you're going to to you know network after dark. And I think that's like I think as long as the league executives and the reporters and everyone loves going there, I, I do wonder if the NFL is just going to start moving it around. Uh, where to begin? Well, we can, we will talk combine, but I, you know, there are th- certain things that have taken place over the last 48, 72 hours. First of all, um, Bengals are pretty set on T Higgins remaining there in Cincinnati. Uh, I guess my hopes, uh, jumped the gun a little bit here when it came to maybe possibly grabbing him to, for the giants. Um, you know, the wide receiver class of the upcoming draft is not impressive. No offense to some of the cats, but nothing that really stands out from that positional standpoint. Um, you know, there are going to be teams. There's teams that need receivers right now. So free agency, open market, draft. What's your opinion here? What could, you know, kind of happen that might kind of like uh, shock the world a little bit here? Yeah, I mean, I think you people love to continue to recycle the the fact that Joe Shane was a part of that Bills front office that went out and traded for Steph Diggs to give that true alpha to Josh Allen. I, I don't know if it's going to go down that cleanly. I know there's been some discussion. Like, I've heard some people who, who are generally in the know mention DeAndre Hopkins as the asking price might be a little cheaper. Yeah. The commitment is going to be a little shorter. Uh, and potentially he's the kind of guy that can come in and, and they have a plan for him. I do think just watching the way that this team, this coaching staff, has deployed their receivers, that they'll have a plan. The the Wandell Robinson pick last year, although some thought it was a reach, it was cl- like they clearly had a plan for this guy. So I do think it's going to be a combination of all three. And I do think there's a chance where it's not splashy because, I, as you mentioned, I, I think there's a lot of question mark about a lot of these prospects. And I, I think the one guy that's most intriguing to me is Jalen Hyatt, who hmm. essentially could be a much better version of Darius Slayton with better hands. And, you know, for me, the, th- the piece that they didn't have was that game-breaking speed. I think they can they can scheme stuff up with maybe another gadget guy like Wandell and maybe – you know, another Isaiah Hodgins, maybe a Robert Woods, like we discussed before, someone on the cheaper side they can bring in 
and, and kind of fill a role. And then I wonder, you, 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 maybe you spend a, sec, a first, second round pick on the wide receiver, and maybe that's through drafting, or maybe that's through trading that second round pick for DeAndre Hopkins or someone like that. Okay, yeah, interesting point. Uh, you know, um, question marks is, I mean, they're just all over the place when it comes to, you know, maybe three or four guys who are definitely going to have new homes this season. Uh, and we're talking about, you know, captains. We're talking about, you know, quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers or psychedelic, like we like to call him here. Uh, <laughs> or Batman, since he's out of the cave now. But uh, Derek Carr, who's supposedly meeting in Indianapolis uh, this week, you know, with Jets and the rest of uh, the teams that are somewhat showing interest, you know, Give me, give me your your ultimate. Like you think this is what's going to happen. You could be wrong. We all, you know, we're not perfect. But where do you think these two guys are going to end up, Ryan? So I, I do think now you're hearing the way that the GM. I mean, again, we're back with the Packers, basically saying we need to see if Aaron Rodgers is going to fit part of our future, yeah. and that Jordan Love needs to play. So I, I think I think Aaron Rodgers, I've kind of believed Aaron Rodgers would be gone the entire time. I think he's going to be gone. From what I understand, his contract situation and the dead money to the Packers only goes up the longer they keep him on the roster. And so it does sound like he's going to end up somewhere else. I, I mentioned, I think on an earlier show, I, I think Tennessee is a fun dark horse uh, for Aaron Rodgers, but I think you do have to really consider a team that at least fancies themselves as win now, and I think that is the Raiders. I think you're going to okay. see the Raiders maybe franchise uh, Jacobs. I think you're going to see the Raiders, uh, you know, maybe make a splash at quarterback. Yeah, give it a go. And I mean that the owner has the appetite for that. As far as Carr, I, I wonder if Carr. If, Carr's a smart guy. Carr understands that this is the the like final chapters of his career and the benefits of being in New York, you know, that, that could help you maybe transition into your next career in the media. And so if I was a betting man, a guy like Carr, his brother is in the media. Granted, he works out of uh, Los Angeles with NFL Network, I believe. I do think that that's an element. Now, if he truly is looking for success on the field, I think it's a no-brainer. He has to find a way to get to Carolina. That's the ro- – like, to me, that roster, that there's less dysfunction down there for whatever reason because I believe more in Frank Reich than I do in Salah and whatever offensive system they're going to try to run with Nathaniel Hackett. Let's not forget, Nathaniel Hackett was hired by the Jets. If you're a quarterback, do you really want to potentially ruin your career? Like, we just watched Russell Wilson. So, I would say if I'm betting – Derek Carr ends up with the Panthers. Aaron Rodgers reunites with Devontae Adams and the Raiders. Wow. Uh, at least you didn't say that Tom Brady is coming out of retirement again. Uh, what's going on there? Oh, well, I have heard people mention the fact that you don't actually have to file retirement paperwork. Okay. And so the fact that he did file the retirement paperwork could have just been like an overt, like, hey, guys, look, I'm retiring. And it, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, we're seeing him do some some stunt where he wants to put his broadcasting career on hold for stand-up comedy. Feels like a bit. I, I don't think this guy's coming back, but boy, that would... I mean, if there's one guy that would know how to steal a news cycle uh, to have people talk about him, it would be Tom Brady and TB12. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt about it. Uh, we'll, we'll switch gears a little bit here, get into some combine um, talk. You know, John Ross... Chris Johnson really set the tone over the last few years with uh, speed. 
you look at some of the guys in the upcoming draft, especially here at the combine, who are claiming that they're going to be beating that their times, um, which is crazy to me. I mean, geez, I can't even imagine beating you know six <laughs> myself. But uh, let's see here. Yeah, four point two. I mean, gosh, that's a lot of speed. Now I'm looking at a lot of running backs this uh, this particular season. There's a lot of opportunity there. A lot of uh, you know, uh, defensive backs, if you will, with speed. You know, it came out as of, I think, just 24, 48 hours ago that Stephen Jones and actually I think the whole family is basically in agreement that they are going to have to look at running backs. And, you know, basically you look at Tony Pollard, who's kind of hobbling now. He's, you know, they claim that he's going to be back good to go for, you know, even training camp. Then you got Zeke. Who I don't know what to do, man. I'm like throwing it up in the air. Like they got some question marks there, so I get it. These guys are going to be looking uh, in that particular area. What's your opinion here? Who's really uh, kind of standing out for you when it comes to running backs right now at the combine? Well, I, I would say first, just to touch on that forty time, uh, plus three fifty right now. Uh, you can bet for John Ross's record to go down. And by mm. the way, remember he was wearing the wrong cleats; otherwise, he would have gotten a free island <laughs> from Adidas. Which just, I mean, again, talk about an all-time bad beat. I don't even think John Ross is in the league anymore. Could have had an island. Yeah, wow. Uh, yeah, I, I would say, um, yeah, I mean, just straight up looking at the running back class, I think there's like two ways to look at it. There's to look looking at it from like an NFL franchise perspective and looking at it through the lens of fantasy football, which is so hard to pull apart at this point. Yeah. And that's why you're seeing so much love for, for Jameer Gibbs and so much love for Bijan Robinson, because these guys are like the, this is our, this is our crop of first round running backs this year. Now, will they be drafted in the first round? It does seem like Bijan's going to go in the first round. They're, yeah. they're, they're making comps to our guy, Saquon Barkley here. Wow. Uh, I just think, you know, we've learned so much about the running back position and, and how it's valued. It, it does seem like it would be shocking to see them go before 20. Now, that being said, it's also a deep running back class. Uh, so I think, you know, ca candidly, I'm, I'm a Giants fan, right? Like, I want <laughs> the Giants to also draft a running back. Yeah in this in this draft because i i think it go it goes way deep i mean you can talk about the guys like uh robinson and gibbs but then you just go down the list and i mean charbonnet out There's of ucla ton. he's yeah. he's a real fun piece i mean tank bigsby out of auburn mm -hmm. uh Dwayne mcbride who is popping off the charts in terms of a guy who ra basically ran into a loaded box down there at uab all season long and had success 511 215 so I think if you are, uh, I mean, th there are there are upwards of fifteen running backs that could go in the first four rounds. I think. I know and that's so why I, I brought it up, but can't we find a guy that is like the Brandon Jacob type, like the big body horse? You know, the guy who just runs up the gut, can't stop him. You know, those are the kind of guys I would love to see come back. To G, the G men, you know, well, to the G men. Yeah, and, I, and honestly, like uh, you, we watched a lot of TCU this year. They were a good team. Yeah, uh, Andre Miller, uh, two twenty six foot, has some speed. I mean, some of the same limitations as Brandon Brandon Jacobs. Honestly, like runs a little upright. But I mean, I, yeah. I think they're. I think that's actually kind of the theme of this class. Is okay. I don't think you see as many of these kind of scatty back types right you go down the prospect list there are very few guys that are checking in under 200 pounds 
I think I think this is a, a strange class of some bruisers, some guys who are, although they're bigger and stronger and kind of right. more of that bruising back, they can still uh, catch the ball. They can still do some stuff in the passing game. And, yeah, like again, like Tank Bigsby, to, to, to draw the comparison to Brandon Jacobs. I know Brandon Jacobs only played for a season at Auburn, but <laughs> another guy yeah. runs with physicality. And, and yeah, I, I think – I think we see the again we see the way Joe Shane operated with that running back room up in 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 Buffalo, and I think it would be wise if they continue to invest those maybe third round in picks to they have an extra one this year. Wouldn't be the worst thing to pull in a uh, running back of the future potentially. No doubt about it. All right, I'll put you on the spot here with uh, quarterbacks now. Big. Uh, this is like probably the biggest focus right now for a good handful of uh, teams in the NFL. You know, I'm looking at maybe twelve or so quarterbacks that are going to be going sooner than later here in the draft. Now, who stands out the most and who's going to be probably going out early in the draft? So I would say what stands out to mo the most to me is, is something that we predicted in, in the preseason this year, that at some point when the college football ends and we're no longer playing actual football games, that okay. everyone is going to fall in love with Will Levis and Anthony Richardson because of their size, speed, arm strength combo. Now, uh, we've seen the odds for Anthony Richardson drop from 100 to 1 to be the first overall pick all the way down to 6 to 1. That being said, it does seem like now that we're hearing the good information coming out of the combine that basically Bryce Young is the guy, unless you're an organization who has to have that you know, six foot two sized quarterback who can handle the, the, the heat. I do think Bryce Young, to me, if I'm if I'm breaking down the prospects, Bryce Young is the highest ceiling guy. I think he's also the most likely guy to have success right away. And I think he's just flat out the best quarterback. All the other guys, C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, uh, Anthony yeah. Richardson, even even T Tanner McKee and some to, and and Hendon Hooker to some extent, these are all like more. Um, prospects they're more like hey i like what this guy can turn into because how big he is how strong he is i mean even cj stroud yeah cj stroud was 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 comparable if not a slight step below what justin fields was at ohio state in a very similar system with great receivers all around him so to see how justin fields has taken acclimating to the league it's hard for me to get excited about cj stroud right away when i watch will levis and anthony richardson just play football it's like whatever team takes them their, their fans, maybe they're going to be excited if they watch a couple plays. But, again, I remind you, go watch Kentucky. <laughs> Kentucky played Florida last year. You can watch these guys play in an actual game, and it di didn't turn out that good. And, and to me, the the interesting thing as a Giants fan is a guy like Hendon Hooker, someone coming off an injury. Mm -hmm. uh, I know they're probably going to give money to, to Dan, Dan Jones, but I, I still think there's a chance they could end up spending some decent uh, draft capital. My, my big hot take for this – uh, for this quarterback class would be that Stetson Bennett has a better NFL career than Will Levis okay. and Will Levis is going to go top 10 and Stetson Bennett, I, I think at this point projected to be a late round pick. Um, yeah. I, I just, I think we're going to see some massive busts this year. I think we're going to okay. see some massive busts because there's guys who, I don't know what it is about the scouts. I understand when, when you're looking at a prospect, you want to talk about the measurables and what they could be. But when they when they show you what they are as a quarterback, a very critical position to like show how you use your mind and your decision making, man, these guys just don't cut it. And it's insane that we're we're throwing out all of the play on the field. We're throwing out that Will Levis couldn't beat out Sean Clifford at Penn State. Like we're we're throwing out these things and we're just saying, Yeah, but look at this throw he made in a t shirt on a Tuesday. 
And so, yeah, I, I think the big the big takeaway is we're going to see some glorious, glorious busts this year. And if I had a gun to my head, one guy makes it, it's Bryce Young. All right, I like it. Um, gosh, it's just, you, you, I, we can go on and on and on forever because of so many holes that, you know, teams have this coming season. I mean, the Rams – I mean, Matt Stafford, who knows? He's still possibly a retiree type of guy. I mean, we don't know what the news is going to, you know, uh, say in the next month. And then what do they do? Say, you know, they got to think like that. They, they even got to think a year from now. Like, Baker Mayfield's not going to be there. So, like, who do you go? There's so many teams like this. I, John Lynch came out a couple days ago and said, oh, well, you know, we're gonna, we got to look at the quarterback draft now. You know, the quarterback, uh, yeah, I mean – which is like mind-boggling. It's insane because they drafted Trey Lance in the you know in the first round early on. Now you got Brock Purdy, who was like the lab draft pick, who they had both probably done. Garoppolo's gone, so now you got the 49ers back in the saddle looking for a quarterback. What do you do in San Francisco? I think it just in general. I think good team i mean we've seen the eagles do this we've seen the niners continually do this good teams are constantly getting new quarterbacks yeah to because because the 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 highest ceiling player you can draft is a quarterback so taking these late round guys that you think have upside especially if your system can support it uh totally makes sense i think you know coming back to your the rams i i actually don't think i think there's a chance baker is back with the rams i think as a starter I think if you join the Rams, you're joining a team that still has Sean McVay, okay. still has an aging quarterback in Matt Stafford, so your opportunity is not that far away. It and wasn't bad. Is, it wasn't bad. And this is a team that, you know, Baker doesn't have a ton of leverage. This team is, is right currently $14 million over the cap. Jeez. And so they're going to have to make some tough decisions. But I, yeah. I think if you're Baker and you're looking for a rehab deal, why not do it with Sean McVay in a situation where Matt Stafford, I mean, like you said, we could find out before the season that yeah. Matt Stafford is like, my elbow's done. I'm, I'm, I'm exactly. putting it on the shelf. And so I, if I'm Baker and I'm trying to get opportunity, I don't, I don't mind that angle. That being said, if you're the, if you're a Rams fan, I don't think that's going to be the, uh, I don't think that's going to be the sauce. That's going to make you feel good. Unbelievable. Do they even have any picks this in this draft uh, later on? Yeah, I believe obviously, it's like, yeah, I believe they have a third rounder, so they'll, you know we'll hear their name on too. <laughs> oh man, the Rams are in shambles for the next few years. I love this Jalen Ramsey possibly a trade now. Uh, there's a lot of things going on that we're going to see. Um, you know, there's question marks. A lot of slot receivers available. Possibly, will you know like the the JuJu's of the world. By the way, you know the Cowboys clearing up you know cap space by extending Dak Prescott's contract. I mean, this is uh, kind of, for let's me, talk- it's out of left field, man. I don't know. Well, and let's talk about it because we, we Jerry is near near the end. He knows that. He's getting desperate. Yeah. And the real desperation is coming out if you listen to the press conferences. Both him and, strangely, Mike McCarthy are, are in talking about the moving from Kellen Moore to Schottenheimer and, and, and McCarthy calling the plays referring to the idea that you know they just want to run the ball more so they can get their defense some rest they were the 10th most run heavy team last year mm-hmm. and the puppet master aka jerry jones is sitting there telling mike mccarthy exactly what to say they they how i mean think about this they were already above average in in, in run uh, attempts and now they're just they want to get more run happy and they're going to extend 
their quarterback and they're going to do it with some banged up running backs and maybe a young guy. I love everything I'm hearing. Out yeah, of, of course. Dallas because what it means is they, they peaked about week two last year. Yeah. And that defense, <laughs> that defense, I mean, generally defense has more variance year to year. Uh, the, like you said, the offense seems like it can only go one way. Uh, getting rid of Kel- uh, replacing a uh, Kellen Moore and going to a Schottenheimer is never a positive situation. Then no, you tell me that so Mike different. McCarthy's going to call the plays in a system where he's not going to be allowed to be pass happy like he was in Green Bay. Right, feels like a disaster. So yeah, I mean, I don't know what the. I mean, again, it just seems like Dallas is getting extremely, extremely desperate. Yeah, no doubt. Probably going to sign OBJ. Oh please, which is fine with me. You know doesn't matter to me. I mean, I just, oh, gosh. I better, I better uh, duck because, you know, I'm in Dallas territory right now. Uh, everyone, and by the way, we are heard on KLIF here in AM570 in the area. So apologize to all you Cowboy <laughs> fans just in case. I, but I, I bleed, uh, you know, giant blue. What can I say? Hey, man, always a pleasure. Thanks for joining the show. As usual, uh, sports gambling podcast, find Sean and uh, Ryan and the whole staff online, of course, Instagram and, of course, Google them. They've got great YouTube uh, page as well, right? Appreciate that. Yeah, well, any, anywhere you find content, that's where we'll, you'll find <laughs> us. All right, my man. Talk soon. There you go. All right. Cheers. Living the good life. We'll be right back. <laughs>